Yo. Yo, yo. What's up? Hey, let me know if you can hear this. Hear what? Can you hear anything in the background? Okay, cool. So, uh, thank you everybody for listening to Cast Therapy. Uh, I'm Lake Jordan, obviously, and I am with my homeboy Mikey. Once again, what's popping? Shit, nigga, I'm in Texas again. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's go. It's cool. Um, just kicking it. My homegirl stepped out for a bit, so you know, chilling. I'll be here for a while though. How long are you gonna be in Texas? Um, I'll be in Texas like a week, and then I'm gonna fly home and get the rest of my stuff and like kick it over here for like two months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to help my home grow out. I'm excited. Bro, what part? You said Dallas? Yeah. A big D, no homes. Fucking. Bro, I flew American Airlines. That son mm-hmm. bitch was packed. Really? Yeah. And, but every time I fly, I have to get the aisle seat. Really? Yeah, nigga. No, nah, I need the aisle. Aisle is bad. I don't know. I need, too much responsibility being <laughs> I need. I need the ability to stretch my legs out. I, I feel it. Yeah, I'm saying. Hell yeah, private never playing. You're not flying private. You're uncomfortable. Right. Fucking so. Bro, I watched this uh, documentary called mm-hmm. Kid 90. Mm-hmm. And basically, the chick who played Punky Brewster, they, yeah. like she docs, like she filmed and videotaped and like late, saved her diary and saved all the fucking, um, what the fuck? What are they called? Voice messages and stuff from like the 90s and shit, obviously. And mm-hmm. like all the, all the people who were like famous between. 1987 and like 96. So you got like Zach from uh, you got Mark Paul Gossler from yeah. like Saved by the Bell. You got like Brian Austin Green who married Megan Fox. Like and it was on 902 and like it was pretty cool and bro I was just thinking about like bro, the, like she oh uh, Justin Pierce uh, from uh, Friday next Friday. Oh yeah, yeah bro. He fucked with her. Uh, he fuck, she, they fucked with each other. Harold Hunter like she she was just famous enough to know all the famous kids and everything else. Bro, the 90s was a different time. Well, yeah. For sure. Like, and we think about, like, because we came of age in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Between 2000 and 2010. That was, that was us trying to figure shit out. Like, Imagine being a famous child actor and having to figure that shit out. Negative. The language was interesting. Wow. Just the shit that you could get away with because no one was... Like, even though people were paying attention, no one was really around to catch you doing shit. Hell no. That's the interesting thing. Like, you got into... You, you was able to get into so much shit. Without catching like all the bullshit behind it, you know what I mean? Like, oh god, and that was the beauty of it. Can't can't really be mad at that. Yeah, like, and that's when being famous, like pre, 
Twitter. So like pre-2006, not 2010 fame was so much different because you didn't have access to everybody. Like you only saw them when they came up through interviews and like the paparazzi and everything else. Like I can imagine being fucking Zach Morris. Man. Man. <laughs> like being Zach Morris or fucking Steve Urkel or being fucking, fucking any of the people on that so like being John a teen Taylor Thomas, bro. Bro, if you're John Taylor Thomas, you were so <laughs> you were just ripping and bitches. Straight up, bro. It was bit like I can remember bitches in like like fifth, sixth grade, like really, really crushing on that cat. Like black black chick too. I said, You like him? Oh, he's so cute. Wow, JTT? He was a man. He was like Beeb back in the nineties, bro. Wow, <laughs> straight up, bro. He was he was definitely swimming in young vagina. Like, and then like there was this part like Selena was talking about. Oh, I met Danny Boy, and I'm like, okay, she was born in 1976. She's like, yeah. Then he had this song come out, uh, "Jump Around." I'm like, okay, Danny Boy was born in 1968. Right, bro. Like, um, Jump Around came out in '92. Nigga, she was 16. What are you? I gotta say, something ain't computing. (laughs) The computers ain't computing up right. Yeah, this this computer ain't computing quite right, player. What you mean, you uh, you did what now? I and like she's like, this is going through it, and I guess I can I can kind of say because she's fucking nine years older than both of us. Like, she went through a breast reduction at, like, 15. Really? But she said she remained a virgin until she was, like, grown. Like, all right. Go, yeah, go Punky Brewster. I can, I can, you know, we kind of, you kind of made America believe that that's what she was supposed to do, little Punky. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can see that. That doesn't start on me too much. No, I think a lot of it, bro, going back to it, I think if we all lost our virginity at the age we wanted to lose it, we'd have been way worse off. Like, well, as soon as we started thinking about fucking and we started fucking, then shit wouldn't have gone right. Because think about all the people you knew that started fucking early and how fucked up they are. Oh, man. Like, the only person early? I can think that's like, not okay. fucked up is d Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so I'm not saying fucked up. Like, it depends on what you mean by fucked up. Like, mentally fucked up, like dramatic, or they got a problem, or they got like a disorder. They have like a, like, there's gradients to fucked up. So, like, level four and a, and a below fucked up. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Are we talking about, like, are they a fucked up individual? Like, they became or, like weird nymphos. Or, I like, can't say he's been... a weird nympho, but I do got a friend that I swear if not, I tell him, I tell him, bro, you got sex addiction. You just don't know it. He's like, nah, bro. I'm like, nah, I think you do, bro. But, you know, because it's not about, okay, it's not about the abundance. Yeah. Okay. It's the type. And it's like, he just has to have, he just has to have a variety of shit. He just has to constantly fuck new bad bitch. Yeah. Like, that's just where it's You're chasing that dragon. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. I don't even know if it's a chase. I just I think the thrill comes from being able to smash any cold ass bitch at, at will, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. I don't think it's because it's not like it's a chase. Like yeah. it, it ends up the same way every trip. So it's not like you getting like maybe it is a thrill of the chase. Maybe you know like 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 a like they say you know buying a 
buy, like they say, buying weed or buying drugs is an experience. It's, you know what I'm saying? You got to get up, you got gas up the car, you got to go roll to the weed, man, yada, yada, yada. It's something, something like that. I guess that's what the taste is for him. It's so routine, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But it's not like he don't meet quality chicks. Like, he meet yeah. the chicks that's actually cold as shit, but some of them actually have some substance. He totally dismissed that shit. He was about that. We, is we fucking it up? He yeah. might cuff a bad, not a bad, bad one. He gonna cuff it. He's still gonna do it dirty. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it comes from, I don't know, man, but still, but just like, like I said, if you're coupling being in the 90s, because you know what? I think kids today are like that Jubilee thing I watched where you have like legit middle schoolers like talking and using words I didn't even know fucking existed like body dysmorphia. Nigga, I didn't know what the fuck that was. I was like 27, 28 years old. Right. Like these kids have so much access to information mm-hmm. that they no longer have to just like go with their gut. Well, no. Because we had a lot of situations where we're just going with our gut. And I think because we we were in that in between time of coming of age, not only just with the internet, but with social media, that like you, ha- I don't know. So it was like they had the anonymity, or they had the the, the fame, and they had the privacy. Like, and I think the way they moved and everything, like how they grew up and experimented with things and everything else, like. We tried that shit, but I think after fucking, especially for us, after 05, 06, everything was documented in a way that's more curated. It wasn't like raw. Like she right, was right, showing right. real raw footage of her just having a camera and hanging out with her homies, going to do mushrooms in the mountains or something, like going right. to the beach and just shit. Like us, everything was like, hold on, let me, like, there was no more candid photos. Everything was, hold on, let's pose. Freaking wild, right? Like, and I think kids now, like, they're, I think they're so much more curated in how they speak because there's uh-huh. consequences now. I mean, we, you kind of got to be. Yeah. Which is smart, but like, I think they miss that part of the freedom of the only concept, like, not having major ramifications. Because if people overheard the conversations we were having at 12, 13, 14, from 12 to fucking 20, we never Man. get a job. Hell no. He's in some I think just watching it and just understanding, like, I think Gen X has a lot of fucking trauma that they're just now starting to feel okay dealing with. Like, oh, a yeah. lot of our older yeah, cousins, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. younger aunts and everything else, like, mental health for us had, we're, us has been a little bit easier to transition to, but mm-hmm. all of our influences were Gen X. And they were dealing with the trauma of being one of the first or second generations that not have to have a, like a full-on family structure and have yeah. it be seen in media. You know what I'm saying? Because think about that. Like before, like every fucking family sitcom, there's a mom, there's a dad. Mom, dad, yep. Very rarely. The ones actually crazy thing is the ones that didn't have that very, they did really. It was ones here and there sprinkled in, but they didn't even watch it. But the mom died. It wasn't like 
two and a half men, or it wasn't like a situation where you're seeing uh, uh, co-parenting. It was one of the parents is dead. Oh, where's mom? Dead. Crazy, right? <laughs> she, she's shaking hands with Bing Crosby right now. And you can do about that, player. <laughs> so you and your two sisters are going to live with my best friend and my other best friend in San Francisco. <laughs> No one's gonna think we're no one's gonna think anything about it. No one's gonna have no get no uh homo innuendos of any sort came your way. Nothing. It was completely normal. Living in San Francisco. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that wasn't gay at all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) None of the sort. These three dudes living with these three girls, and the only one cracking cheeks is a nigga without a job. Like. Jesse had a whole set of hoes just running through the crib. Bro, bro, how a whole slew of them, bro? What? Bro, a plus, he had a whole collection. I'm like, bro, people, I said, bro, folks' goals should have been, like, if, if your goal in high school or coming up as a 90s kid, if your goal wanted to be someone like Uncle Jesse when it came to these shows, you were not doing it right. Fact. Fuck Zach Moore. He had nothing on Uncle Jesse. What you talking about? Right. Somebody no. actually tried to argue me down like Zach Moore's got more hoes than Uncle Jesse. No, fuck no. Did. Zach, Zach was like, yeah, like Zach, like, damn, nigga, if you weren't the main character because Slater was way cooler than you. I ain't sure what, bro. There's been no way Slater, the athlete who's actually doing shit, is getting less hoes than fucking. But Slater had the heat, Slater had Jesse. And you know what? I one would argue Jesse was colder than Kelly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm straight up, like, get I used to I, play that I, I, all the time. I'm like, yeah, uh, Kelly Kapowski out here losing now. Bro, Lark mm-hmm. Voorhees. Bro, Lark Voorhees was so bad to me. Woo! Bro, it was Lark Voorhees. 90s Lark was up there, bro. Like, and 90s. I gotta say, 90s Lark was like Stacey Dash to me, bro. Nigga, I'd like, be her, somebody for Stacey Dash. Like, I heard her Stacey was my man. I said, listen, bro, you know what I would do to get next to Stacey Dash? I don't care about her. Uh, uh, <laughs> her uh, yeah, fuck, I, I don't care about her self hatred of her image. Fuck that. Care less about that. I love it. All right. Bitch, I love you. Yeah, I love all of it. <laughs> I love you for your flaws. <laughs> I say she dashed and stop saying, bro, she's still a fox. She's oh, still a fox. <laughs> I don't care. Hate her to love it. Thank you. Thank you. I say, bro, in 20 years, you're not going to be saying Holly Berry Cody. You're going to be saying Stacey Dash shit. I bro. Say, bro. Even when you compare her to, what's her name on uh, Jamie Foxx? Oh, yeah, Garcia Bouval, no, Garcia Bouval low-key fell off compared to Stacey. Thank you. I say Stacey still got it, bro. She still is. Stacy, she looked better than Karen Parsons. Like, mm. I can't think of anyone from that era. But ooh, um, what's that girl? The chick, Beyonce's stepsister. Fuck, the chick who's always a high schooler, no matter what fucking movie. You know what I'm fucking talking about? Light skin John. Oh, that's it. Not her. Not her. Not her. Oh my gosh. Um, Bianca. Lawson, Bianca Lawson, my nigga. Yeah, I know you talk about Bianca Lawson, Maya. Hmm. Hmm. Maya, so Maya, so Maya. 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 
Myers Myers so bad. <laughs> Nick Mike. If Maya said me and you had the squad. Oh, uh, we got <laughs> hey listen, bro. We just go out and throw good hands. Yeah, just throw you middle best man win. Right. <laughs> Hey, hey, afterward, we'll shake hands. Like, just tell me about it afterwards if you win. Okay. Hey, I'm not even gonna be mad. <clears throat> I'm sure. Hey, hey just just fill me in, brother. Give me the deep flavor. <laughs> like, Y'all yeah, fucking lost in my Jesus Christ. But yeah, bro, like peak '90s fame and just the ability to use that. Because even, bro, there's times where you look at Jada like, God damn, I can see why Will ain't leave. I can see why Will ain't leave. Like, yeah, damn it, August Alcina is cracking that out. I'll crack out Margot Robbie, but goddamn, she's fine. Bro, Jada Pinkett is the only woman that I've seen with consistent short hair and never not been cute. True. Like everybody can't really bust it down like that. I mean, no. you got to have a certain. They got to be in your not only certain head and neck. Mm-hmm. They got yeah, there's certain certain shorties that can get away with a certain one. Bro, way. Desperado, Selma Hayek. Mmm. Mmm. Those are those dresses. Selma still dope. got it. I seen her recently. I said, Oh she man, still, you you still, still. ain't faded. Mmm. 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 Selma you Hayek. Know what? Bro. Selma yeah, nineties had it, bro. The nineties, not as much you mentioned. The nineties really had it. What the uh Selena? Ooh, whoever played her. Mm, who uh, who, 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 uh J- Jayla who, played her. Who, who I say her, that's why I, I don't know why I always forget it was J Lo. But I said, bro, that, it's eerily scary how how close they got them. Yeah. As far as you know, what I'm saying even the Netflix series, and she ain't too bad, right? On the Netflix series, play, I said, bro, she's kind of nice, bro. But fucking Selena back. Like, oh my goodness. 90s Spain was different, man. Like it was just so much different. You could the, the beauty of getting away with so much shit, but yeah, bro. It's like it's like it's a lore tour. It's not it doesn't come with this newfound thing, bro. Like I'm like, bro, listen, I can honestly understand why Macaulay Coffin got so much so shit faced for so fucking long, bro. Like oh, yeah. what do you mean, bro? I can see why he was addicted to shit to some shit after a while. You know what his life must have been like? He was kicking it with Michael Jackson when he was fucking 12, bro. Like bro. His life was amazing. He was mad. It was a get out of here. Yeah, and I think I burned the song now. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Good, good way to come up. Yeah, you know I mean, like damn, you, you did. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, look at you, McCulley. I said, damn, yeah, McCulley was that nigga. Oh hell yeah, bro. He was like Corey Selman levels. I'm like, no, he was beyond. Like he was. Like, there's different levels of dope. Like, there's different levels of this shit. Like, Macaulay Culkin and I want to say, who else? Like, there was, like, these, just probably, like, two or three a top-level, like, heartthrob dudes that you were, like, girls are just like, that's my boyfriend. I'm not dating anyone because I believe I'm going to date him. Bitch, you were born in 1987. This is <laughs> born in 1976. What? Are you trying to get this nigga hemmed up? Trying to get that man caught up in all types of bullshit, huh? Like, but yeah, like, bro, these these niggas was just like that. Those level, that level of, because you didn't see him, so you didn't have pictures of him. You only saw him in Team Beat or Tiger, whatever the fuck it was, J fourteen and shit like that. And like, you really got to be jealous of these niggas because you never saw bad looks. Nope. Nope. Ever. Nope. Like, like, like now, yep. Justin Bieber spazzes out. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm good. I'm not spazzing out like Justin Bieber. 
<laughs> this is accomplishment, huh? Like, you're not, I'm not going out like that. <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, bow wow out of time. But I mean, that's still our era, but just like, the, um, like him, Lil Wayne, Lil I don't Zane, know. Like, I, think, dudes, like, I think that was a Bow wow caught it at like a real good time because of the transition, like the yeah. curve. Mm-hmm. Like, he was still on the cusp of like that good old nine, that good old homegrown ninety groupieism industry plant. Yep, and, but then it transitioned into that newfound two thousand groupieism that had a little twang to it. Um, but they were still some badass shit. Like I was having this guy, I was trying to tell somebody like, look, as corny as Bow Wow is, he kind of like he he set the tone, bro. Bow Wow yeah. had some of the coldest. He had some of the coldest shorties before anybody ever really heard of. I said, because Ray J out here saying I hit it first. Nah, Bow Wow. Bow Wow had that before you, brother. And before it's... Romeo. But yeah. Because mm-hmm. Romeo still had the professionalism of his dad's Master P. And Master P wasn't going to let him wild out all like that. Bow Wow nope. didn't have such protection. Like, you got to nope. think about this. Like, bro, Bow Wow was the perfect industry team plant because you have a co-sign from Snoop. He's non-threatening. The nigga's 5'8", maybe. 5'6", on a good day. Like I can say, Bow Wow ain't even that tall. Bow Wow's a, a smooth 5'5". Five five. <laughs> it's like a, a hard 5'4 a quarter. <laughs> like, straight up. I, I, trust me, I know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of my short community. <laughs> he is a smooth 5'5". Five five. But it's like him and then you have like the little JJ, and I think that's when the internet famous dude started showing. Yeah, up. that's when that shit started. Yeah, that's when it really started. But he had the cosign of Snoop on JD, like crisscross. And I think what I think with, with famous stuff, and one thing I learned too is like I want my kids to document everything. Even yeah, if, bro. Like get a fuck. And I was I sent a voice message uh, to my daughter. I was like, look, when you're older, get an iPad touch with a bunch of memory on it. Get a Dropbox, whatever, and just whenever you're in high school, just document stuff with your friends. I don't ever want to see it. I don't care to see it. Like, this is your life. Like, I, I think what we forget that, like, as much as we want our kids to be perfect representations of us, they're going to live life. Yeah. And bro. when you look at forlorn, foregone errors, you're like, oh, yeah, they did. Like, our parents were people. There's a lot going on before 1987. A lot. Oh, fucking lot. Bro. Most of it crap, but still. <laughs> still. <laughs> it was a lot. Lights. Breakfast hey, and Y'all was living. They was partying for real. You do crack at your VIP table. <laughs> in the middle. Not even at the VIP table, bro. Like Just on the dance floor. You know how gnarly it is to have what well, I said I can think about it. Like it was <laughs> it was gangster <laughs> shit to have. Uh, you know that I'm like, bro. They had smoking sections at, your, at, at a buffet. Yeah, get it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they had smoking sections in airplanes. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Like you can't smoke in restaurants no more. No, nigga, we care no, about people. Like, oh, nigga, everybody don't want cancer. You can't see stuff. Right, we're already eating at a fucking Ryan's. Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, thank you. This is bad enough. Actually, take that back. I'm not gonna shit on Ryan's. Nah, you know, Ryan's you though, if you ate at Old Country Buffet or Old Town Buffet, you were not doing great. No, you you was you was roughing it. You was roughing it. That was that was a, a the hood one in town special. country. Yes, brother. That, that 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 was the hood special, baby. Special occasion. 
At church, take your ass to the old town buffet in town and country. Them rolls. Mm-hmm. Ryan's rolls is top tier. I beat Bro, shit out of a nigga for Ryan's rolls right now. I really miss that damn place. Like, legit. <laughs> like, straight up. I really do. I really then wish the we still had Ryan. buffet that was by Discovery Zone in the best spot. Bro, that little area. You, Because you lived next to there. Bro, yeah, that, that was the, the shit. Target. You had the uh, Hollywood video. Hollywood videos was over here. Yep. You and had it was Discovery like, it was, Zone. It was actually a movie theater that Bryce Rowe, like, yes. uh, I forget. Yeah, it was a movie theater. Scarborough Mall. Scarborough Mall, yeah, bro. We was ducked over there, bro. The Scarborough, yep. And, and then it was... Uh, new movies until we turned, like, 13, 14. Then it was, like, the $2 movie. Yeah. That, that's a great date night right there. Man, do you know the how The video many... game trader. Bruh, that little, that little mall was the best kept little secret for a little bit, bro. Like, a lot of people don't yeah. remember how oh, lit yeah. that little spot was. Like, you can go to, like you said, a little video game spot. They had a little clothing spot. You could, you, with yeah. all the Georgia stone out everywhere else, you can go there and still get you a pair of the Jays that Saturday, bro. Hell yeah, man. Scarborough was a Next shit. Next to the Andersons. Yep. Bro, and the I, Andersons wasn't too bad either. No, it was not. Nigga, Andersons walked so that Menards could run. Bro, legit. No, Anderson's is shitting on Menards. Bro, I got my graduation cake from fucking Anderson. I thought you were about to say you got your graduation fit from Anderson's. Like, Mike, don't tell nobody. Let me, let me go ahead and edit that. Part. Damn, I didn't know they made cakes, bro. I said, y'all <laughs> baking this motherfucker? Oh, yeah. Anderson's cakes is on point. Their, <laughs> yeah. their, their samples are good. You can get some summer sausage. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, boy. Get you some summer sausage and be, get some crackers and be eating good. And be, and be Gucci in that bit. No, we be cool in bro, that part of the east side, it sucks that it fell off because you also had Man. the Kroger over there in that other big movie theater and the uh, Burlington Co-Factor, which I got yeah. some fucking fits from there. Yep. And the, and the Funko Land. There was a bunch of, oh my gosh. And then now now I used to shop at that Burlington land. every school year, bro, for school Oh, clothes. same. Legit. Every school year. We knew exactly what we were going for school clothes. So much Nautica and Tommy. <laughs> Hella fat farm out this Bro, so much fat farm. <laughs> bro, bro, I was like freshman, sophomore, I didn't wear nothing but sweatpants. Yep. For the most part, bro, I had so many different velour suits that didn't make no sense. And the cheap ones, too, not the good shit. Had that damn, had that Anichi. Bar, <laughs> nigga wearing a bar city. Yep. That there was way, cool. yeah, yeah that's the one bad thing about the 90s. Way too much black fashion that was just repeating itself. Man. Man. Like Fubu. Then you had Tommy Boy, Tommy Gear. Then I'm, bro, yeah. I, if I'm Tommy Hilfiger, apparently this nigga never said he didn't want black people wearing his clothes. And we bro. all just bought that shit like we bought Marilyn Manson sucked his own dick. I was going to say, bro, I don't care if he did. I mean, if he did. It, Maybe it didn't catch on like it like it was supposed to because we sure was rocking the shit out for Tommy. Bro, Tommy Hilfiger is still one of my favorite colognes. Oh, yeah, Tommy Hilfiger and Abercrombie and Fitch are my favorite colognes. Bro, people sleep on Abercrombie colognes so fucking tough, and it, it, it hurts yeah. me, bro. Abercrombie is up. Up. that shit is bro. Abercrombie is still still been in my top five rotations. Like I don't give a fuck what nobody said. Abercrombie oh. is my shit. You'll get a second smell. Girl, oh, wait yeah. a minute! Wait a minute! What is yeah? No, I, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna smell cool good water. king out this bitch, bro. Like people, girls stop me, ask me all the time, like, bro, what do you have on? I'm like, oh, this is Abercrombie. Stop playing, nah, bitch. I'm serious. I, oh. I got some cologne from Rue Twenty One, and then bitch ain't believe me was from there either. Bro, Abercrombie's cologne, amazing. Hollister's cologne, fucking disgusting. 
No, that shit. That's too like fucking photo. Like it was. I'm like, who put this together? What recipe? <laughs> like, like, did y'all literally just beat up a pine tree? What are you doing? Y'all did something, brother. It's, I don't know. Old heads are the word. This, bro. And it, it, and again, just like growing up, and you don't realize the shit that you're going through because it seems so mundane. But those moments when you had a click. Like I think that was a cool thing too. Like those kids in their in their early like late teens, early twenties, they were a crew for sure. Like having bro, having nothing's better than having money and being famous and having a crew. Like in the eighties, like the Brat Pack, like all the people that did Saint Elmo's Fire and fucking um, what's the Breakfast Club? Like everyone oh, was in there and shit like that. Like that shit is dope. Like having a click of niggas where it's like, yo, we're finna work on this movie and get paid and go fucking party. And it's not like we're fucking making Citizen Kane. We're just making feel good team movies. Bro, to yeah, me, Molly Greenwald. I still the watch 80s, the Breakfast Club to this day. Like to be to be that famous in the nineties. And like, it kind of felt like WWE because you could curate your own image. Mm-hmm. Like being Joey Lawrence. Oh, bro, he was a homie. Uncle bro, Joe. he got on and put his brothers on. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, That's what I'm saying. He a homie. That's pretty show. cool. Like, Boyman's World is actually the underrated show, bro. Oh, Sapanga. Topanga was now. I'm. I'd I, I be the first to admit. I'd be the first to admit. Topanga was my first real life crush, legit. And every boy, I think the majority of dudes I know, the majority of them, I say about a good seventy percent, their first childhood crush was Topanga. A couple other cats I know said Ashley, Ashley Banks. You know, Ashley Ali. on me. Um. Laura Winslow never really did it for me. Nah, Lord, no, nobody really Her says Laura. No, yeah, or Lark. They say either Topanga, Tatiana, or Lark Warrior. Every trip. Oh, I've never met a girl named Topanga. I've met a million Ashleys. Uh, <laughs> a dozen Lisa's. 8,000 fucking, like, Stephanie's and Nicole's and Britney's. I've never met another Topanga. If I ever meet a Topanga in real life, I'm, I'm white. just off the strip. Off the strip. <laughs> off the strip, your name Topanga. Nate, hey, like, hey, Mike, what's with you in that big 250 pound shit? Her name's Topanga. Make it happen. I had that. You know what? That could be lost. <laughs> you, you, find, you can't find you a Topanga. Bro, you can't. Bro, that's that's like finding a fucking. That, that's. Ooh. Gold Pokemon. Like, nigga, Bro, you can't. You can't. You, you, tell him you can't go wrong with that. I used to love fucking Topanga, bro. Topanga, Topanga. I used to tune in every. I used to actually get mad when I couldn't watch it, like being on punishment and shit. Like, ma, how you gonna do this to me? You know that's you funny. really gonna break my heart like this, mama? <laughs> like, like this is what you gonna do over some grave? I'm gonna call you them people. Me. I'm gonna call them people. No, I ain't. But I feel like it. I'm gonna write a letter. You some anonymous tip? This is this ain't this ain't right. You can't do this. It's a very very dope show all around. Comedy factor was good. Social factor was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it had those, you know, it had those moments in there. It always tra- it trans- it, uh, had those moments in there where they 
uh, you know, had real good social cult. issues. Sean joined yeah. the cult and shit. And transitioned with their with them aging real well as they, as they yeah. got older. Them transitioning into college and shit. Mr. Feeney turned into a professor. Man, it, it was just a dope bro. show, bro. Matthew Lawrence dating a fine ass black woman. Bro, bro, he sure did. Hey, man, oh, she was so sexy. She was so cold, bro. She, <laughs> she was. Quick. Man, bro, that was a nice little show all together, man. Bro, straight bro, up. Take Blossom, Genevon Oy. Genevon Oy. Parker's, and I saw her in King Super Magazine. Underrated. Like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Super underrated. Though. Super underrated. Nigga, super. Super. I'll watch, the, I'll watch the Parker's just for Genevon Just for her. Oh, yeah, bro. She had it. I said, bro, you did a King Magazine? You know what? You official. You know what you got back. You know what you got back there. You know what you working with. Body on fucking ten, bro. That body's great. But then too, she had quads. Mm-hmm. Oh, she built this. She's built like I'm saying. Like she actually sculpted that, brother. Like from top to bottom, you can tell she put some. She put some effort into that shit. She she went heavy. Yeah, fuck Doctor Miami. I got this. Hold my beer. I will. I really. And it's so funny. Because, like, you see these posts, girls, like, do guys even like natural bodies anymore? Yes. Well, who said we like, didn't? Like, quit dating. Like, I think with dudes, like, we've understood, like, why am I chasing someone who doesn't like what I am? Thank I you. I had this conversation with, with uh, Lindsay when we were riding around. I was like, I think, like, my mom and dad, like, they always tried to say, like, why didn't you date more black girls and everything else? It's just like, the I ones dated who wanted to date me. Facts. I was like, the ones who were like, I skateboarded, I listened to rock music, I played soccer. This is the early 2000s where girls wanted thugs. Really? And but- Mike, I don't know if you know this, I do not portray thug. And I found mm-hmm. out how much thug I don't portray when I went to black fucking college. <laughs> Try to explain this shit to somebody, bro. I said, man, I don't think our parents understood the fact that Wait, my mom says, well, why'd you date her instead of her? I said, well, one of them show more interest. Like, guys like mutual interest. Guys like when, you know, girls actually yeah. throw some effort back. Like, we're not doing all the chasing and shit. And, like, I think that's what women, I was explaining it to some, <coughs> okay. I was trying to explain that shit to <coughs> a girl when it comes to Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I said, you can't get mad. And people with preferences. Like, you just absolutely can't get mad at them, number one. Number two, the reason why a lot of cats don't... reason why a lot of dudes don't get caught up in a whole bunch of nonsense when it comes to court and shit is because they know where they fall in the realm of... They know where they fall in the realm of, like, the, uh, the get child, the chosen get child. I call it the get chosen. Everybody right. know where you... You should know men are more realistic where they are on that... On that totem pole of getting choked. Yeah. A man knows on on, on on there's five different levels. He knows if he's on level one through five, one or five. One through five. He knows exactly where he is at all times. He doesn't deviate from that. He doesn't he doesn't bullshit himself. He doesn't sit back and say, Well, somebody else still accept me for this. I deserve like don't know what what is a broke ass female deserve saying that they, they never had nothing outside of a McDonald's job or a call center job saying, I deserve, what, is, what do you get? I'm saying, I deserve a millionaire. I'm going to come sweep me off my feet and take care, care of me for the rest of my life. Where do you get off with that? What do you, what do you feel like you deserve that? That type shit. You see what I'm saying? 
Well, you really, but you don't look like one of the girls out the magazine. You don't look like something a millionaire would go fish for. Why does a millionaire have to take the bottom of the barrel when it comes to attractiveness? He's already established that he deserves top tier shit. He's earned, he's put in top tier effort to get top tier notoriety and top tier network. So why would he just settle? Women don't look at it like that. I said, they, they easily can see, like, oh, yeah, I ain't going to win this one. Uh, do I want Ashanti? Do I want Maya? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just going to get the barista from Starbucks, though, that works third shift. I mean, that works second shift. You see what I'm saying? Like, she's cool. She got ambition. Nice body. Good looks. You know what I'm saying? Decent attitude, but they just had a shot to you. All right, I'm going to work with it. I'm going to go for that. Women don't do that. Not at all. You know what I think it is different? It's because every, every, everyone's fucked above their league. Yeah. And I think with dudes, we're um, for the most part, you're mindful enough to like, oh, okay, this is a one-time thing. I know I can get back to this. If I elevate and change some shit around, I can make this shit a normal shit. Right. And I think with some some chicks, it's just like, oh, I can just stay at this and just nab this all the fucking time. All day. I think a lot of too is like, so many people mistaken this, like lust for actual desire and respect. Like actual want. And I remember I saw my cousin posted something and I was like, um, no, she's like, uh, this girl's like, can guys like a girl before I have a sex with them? And I'm like, we can, but we don't really know if we really, really fuck with you until after that post nut clarity. Yep. I heard. And that be the motherfucker. Because trust us, we get in a situation where we're talking to this chick for a while and you're vibing, everything's cool. And then it happens and then it you crack. Not even just that it's whack, but just like, oh shit, we have no, like, there's nothing now. Mm-mm. And I think after all, like, I, and I think even if you get married, that's the worst. I think that's why so many boomer and uh, greatest generation parents end up getting divorced and everything else. It's like, oh yeah, y'all niggas weren't fucking till marriage. And then you get married and then she's unsatisfied because right. you don't know how to fucking stroke. And then you're unsatisfied because she can't suck dick. She's just like, but y'all stayed married since 1958 and never left. So now you're just like best friends. I think with, and I think a lot of it changes just with how dating is. Like, I've never been a big online dater in the sense of not using apps and everything else. But like, I've Mm -hmm. dated plenty of girls I met on MySpace. I've dated plenty of girls I met on Facebook. Like, that's just kind of how it fucking happens. And if you it's a meat market now right on both sides like, well, I can say for both ends yeah but it seems like it. it's like if you're a dude okay so there's this show called Dope Sick and uh-huh. it's basically talking about the opioid epidemic especially hitting in Appalachia and shit like that and one of the like the, this dude's loving this shit he's like yo she's double want to get at her and she was like I only fuck rich guys or hot guys and you're neither Mm. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a lot of she's like, there's enough hot guys and enough rich guys that I can have my pick. If you're marginal, eh, you got to come up with something. And I think with dudes, it's like, okay, this is a dating landscape. We're going to go through that. I still think a lot of motherfuckers are stupid because social media has allowed them to be so fucking self-centered and solipsistic that they only see things through their own view that and we talked about this on the fucking loyalty test thing. Like, nigga, your girl's girl, your girl's best friend is just calling you on a random Wednesday asking if you want to Netflix and chill. And you don't see nothing wrong with that. 
That shit still bugs. Bro, that shit bugs the fuck out of me. Like this one dude, his girl, like his girl's homies caught him. Like they're right next to each other. And he plays along. Literally after like five seconds goes by, he calls his girl like, hey, your girls just called me to see if they could hang, if I could hang out with them. But just then, trying to Netflix and chill, trying to hook up. Like, yo. And she's like, well, why did you entertain it? Bitch, are you serious right now? Like, mm-hmm. her friend was confused. The host was confused. Like, he called you and told you with that, to check your homies. It's like, well, I, don't, I still don't think you should have had the conversation. Like, are you fucking no, high? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Bro, I was watching so many of those videos. I called my mom. I was like, Mom, where's Marcus, my little stepbrother? She, she's like, here he is. I was like, Marcus, listen to me. I'm going to give you some information that is going to save your life. Don't trust if, none if, of these <laughs> On top of that, he'll learn that from his moms, but which is ironic because they're lesbian. But I was like, bro, mm-hmm. if you're dating a chick, and then all of a sudden, a random girl or her friends just called you out of nowhere, talking about they always liked you, they want to kick it, hang the fuck up. Like, don't even say, don't say shit. Just end the call. Call. Be like, like nah, straight up. I'm good. Hang up. Immediately call your girl. We got oh, lied to, bro. I think we got lied to so much listening to all these niggas who came from fucking broken homes telling us that we should just have a harem of fucking women. None of these mm-hmm. niggas is fucking happy. No. And even then, a lot of them niggas is fucking married. I bet you that. I was trying no. to explain it to somebody. Like, bro, you taking... You take it like it's like the crazy like okay, so the real her on Drake's Take Care album is actually my favorite song on that album for one reason and one reason only, mm. and it's Andre 3000's verse. I said that's all because he got that part in there where he says, uh, he's talking about how like regular cats envy the rappers. You know what I'm saying? They look up to him. They, they, we look up to them. They look up to us. They want some new trim. We lust for some trust. That's just how that shit go, bro. The regular person gonna look at the nigga with everything, wishing that, you know what I'm saying, I had all that extra shit. I had I had all that access to all these dope-ass chicks. Where somebody that's been there done that, like, bro, I just want one of these bitches I can actually trust, bro. You know how hard it is to juggle these hoes? They only want to deal with you because you got notoriety, clout, and money? It's it's stressful. It is stressful, bro. It It doesn't seem fun. No, that's why I tried to tell somebody. I said, bro, you can be. I said, it's, the, it's married cats in the industry having problems with these bitches. This is crazy. Like, you can't do nothing, to them, bro. You can't die. It's almost like you can't dodge no bullshit. You got to address all your bullshit. You got to address all bullshit, even the bullshit that, you know, you don't even fabricate or, or, or play a part in. Somebody just want to bring a name or some bullshit. Like, well, damn, bro, this is, this is difficult. Y'all really want to be around all these hoes like that? But... It's gonna to have to come to a healthy head. I mean, this shit is getting out of hand. Cause you can, bro. After a while, like you can only, you can only fuck so much without dealing with real fucking consequences. Yeah. And and not even just baby moms, but just like, bro, like so many of these fucking rock stars, especially because I watch a lot of shit talk about '80s hair metal bands, and these niggas was just fucking recklessly. I'm sure they got a lot of shit they can't get rid of. And I'm not down, I'm not dissing, but just like, just there was no reason for us to just live that reckless. Like, oh, nigga, you only got, you only got one girl. Like, I got hoes in different area codes. Why, Ludacris? That, that seems stressful. That, that seems, I get it. Like, but that, that seems stressful. 
Like, what do you okay well, after like after you get out of a seven one zero? Because I think too, and we've talked about this. Is like one day you're gonna meet a girl who you really, really fucking like and really care about, and she's mm-hmm. not gonna be like any other girl you've ever met. And then you're gonna have to come to terms. Your fucking past. Exactly. Like you're gonna be really upset that you were community dick. Mm. Mm. Because all these dudes and like uh, these men's rights activists and everything else, like these fresh and fit type niggas, is like, oh no, you gotta have at least uh, 50, uh, 50 bodies under your belt. Nigga, do you know how hard it's gonna be to pair bond? Like we were talking about, you don't really know if you like a chick until that fucking post night. Mm. So it's like, damn, did I not really like her? Do we not really fuck with each other? Like, what the fuck is it? Oh, you know what? I think a lot of guys, especially nowadays, run into girls that, well, just for lack of, I mean, just to put it bluntly, they run into girls that they don't have a problem smashing consistently. You just can't be what they have. Can't be in a relationship with them at all. Not because, not even because they on some whole shit. Not even because they out here being slutty. It's just because they just outside of beating their guts in. They just it's really nothing else there. I yeah, and I never want to be in a situation like that. But you know, but bro, that is so much more abundant than what you think, bro. I promise you. Like, it, it it is, but just like for me, it's like, and I think what it is is if you're building something, if you are trying to cultivate. A lifestyle, and you're trying to, you know, build not even just like a, a like a, a a brand or anything. Having that many people to juggle takes away time from it. Like I'd rather be dolo and have like a set set of cheeks, or be in a relationship, or just be completely dolo. Because for me, it's like it becomes an all or nothing type of situation. Well. We and that's just for me, now. it may not be other people. Well, for the, it's very, y'all feel far between because you're in an era now where, like, you got to get what you can while you can. Yeah. Like, or you can't leave empty handed. So it's like, it's like the fear of commitment. I mean, because like, think about it. Does, does the fear of commitment ever subside or diminish the excitement of nothing? Nope. Nah. That ain't going to, that's not going to make me not want to bust nut no more than it made me want to. You see what I'm saying? Like, that ain't gonna do shit. All right, we just can't commit to each other. What are you going? All right, you know what I'm saying? Come on, hike your ass up. Let's go. Like, it is what it is. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can't leave empty. No, I'm just saying. Like, you can't leave empty-handed. I think it's both parties. When you really sit back and think about it, everybody's so jaded. You only put enough in to get out something, so you can't say that. All right, I wasted my time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, women alike. Women, for the most part. Why don't you talk six months after you start talking to one dude, your girl, your homegirl go ask you, why aren't you talking to uh, Marquand no more? Our girl, fuck him. He he wasn't this, he wasn't that. I mean, but shit, at least he, he would take me this and that. He would take me to do this and that. Or at least he got me such and such. That's what, that's good enough. They didn't leave empty handed. For a nigga, it's always, bro, at least I crack. Yeah, at least I crack. Yeah. And, and, and that's I, it. I think, too, it's like, I think a lot of it is just if you want better, you have to evolve yourself in how we deal with a situation. So, like, for me, just even with this whole Texas trip, it's just, like, I'm leading with love. 
Like I'm just leading to be who I claim to be for this person. Mm-hmm. And that's just pretty much it. Like I have no pretenses of especially not anything sexual. Um not saying she's not cute, but just like not it's not my fucking goal. Um and I feel like and I think if I'm <coughs> ten years ago when I was just mm-hmm. trying to run through fucking everything, I try to find a way to weasel my way into some cheeks at some point. But like it's really to this point to where it's just like what do I and I think I wouldn't mind ruining a friendship if I couldn't fuck like oh would I fucking alright cool I never have to talk to her ever again like straight up yeah but I think after a while I was just like and not even the the, the whole the father's remorse is oh wow what if someone did that to my daughter it was just like I'm not putting my energy into something that I don't feel good doing like I like I'm not trying like because then I'd feel like I'm I'm the dude that's going to a funeral trying to get lucky. I'm not trying to yeah. catch funeral sadness cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, I, was, I, 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 I thought about this like, yeah, cracking out a bridesmaid. All right, that's what's up. Everybody's happy, but like, oh my gosh, I'm just so sad. You're here. You have a penis. Like the whole make me feel good in the in um fucking monsters ball. That was a cringy scene. Yeah, like, it still no was one looked weird. like they were having fun. Nah, Billy Bob was like he was enjoying that. Yeah, For sure. but even then, did you just like it wasn't great? Like she had big titties. It is Holly Berry, peak Holly. But eh, I would feel uneasy knowing that I got sadness cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird. Yeah, like getting sad, like girl, like oh, my dad just got shot. Like, damn, you want a hand job? No, your dad just got what the fuck? <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I think mm. it's, I it's, I, I think it's. I don't know, man. It might depend on who it's from. True, but I don't know. I think if you have a rapport with someone, like you kind of want it to be natural. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, there's. I think there's a way to to go about it to where it's like a not like a reluctant, but like, hey, let's try that new place. You know, like sometimes when you're having sex with someone who you have a rapport with and haven't had sex with, just like, hey, you know, let, let's try that new taco spot. Yeah, and then it's like, right. hey, that was good. We should do that again. New taco spot sex is pretty good, especially as that. an adult. And I, and, I, and I think that's that's kind of where we kind of got to get to as as humans before this shit goes fucking belly up because these niggas is gonna murk Putin, nigga. Joe Biden be forgetting he's a fucking president. Like I he's, think a, he I think I don't like, know if he be forgetting. I think his, Joe got something up his sleeve. His bro. speech was like Vladimir Putin needs to be removed, and everyone's like, "Hey, you can't say that." Fuck, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I bro, I what? I'm all American Joe. Like he's not the greatest president. He doesn't have the great. Like he's definitely a neoliberal to where he's really not helping the people. He's definitely a centrist. But I really mm-hmm. think his Vladimir Putin thing, putting his nuts on the table. Joe's like, I'm gonna put my nuts on the table because Vlad thinks he's Trump, and he's starting to act like Trump. He's having fucking rallies. You know what the fuck you need a rally for? But I think he's gonna press that button.
So, uh, I don't think you think total. You think you think black? Bro, I think black gonna push that button. He, bro, he's a month he's in. Black. He's a month in. You can't just back out and be like, my bad. You fucked up global markets, the supply chain, and for Europe, because here's the situation with the situation with Europe that we discussed that nauseum, which we're going to keep doing. Oh yeah, they Russia already has the infrastructure to get the natural gas and the oil and the crude oil to to the rest of the European Union. Mm-hmm. It would take years for anything else to be set up to where you can get it at the speed and efficiency. You need to get someone else in Russia. They can't just be like, fuck you, ain't fucking with Russia no more. Because if the OPEC countries, like if Saudi Arabia tries to build in Qatar, and, and like they're going to be building these fucking pipes in mm-hmm. mountainous terrain where it's hard to fucking get that shit. And there's fucking yeah, rebels. Yeah. Like, you're not just yeah. going to build a fucking pipeline through fucking Iran while fucking ISIS is still there. Lord knows what these fucktars are still doing. Like, it's hard. You're going to have to build that shit through Jerusalem, which is not going to end well for anybody. Like, the only way to make this shit work where Germany doesn't, and Germany and the rest of the European Union can still be fucking solvent, you have to get rid of fucking Putin and get somebody else in there. Mm. Because I'm telling you, there, there's already the infrastructure. That shit's going to take years, and then you're going to have to fucking guard that shit all the fucking time. You're going to have to depose fucking uh, Bashir al-Assad, who is a fucktard, but you're going to have to depose him because that pipeline's going to have to go right through fucking Syria. And then Russia has more natural gas than fucking Saudi Arabia. They have crude oil. Hmm. Picture one. Like, there's no way this nigga survives this shit oh. without getting a fucking prison. Two. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, there's, bro, there's no way. There's literally no way that this nigga fucking survives this shit without getting his ass beat or a bullet put in his head. Oh, no, I definitely think when it's all said and done, uh, the way I see it happening, because like I said, I don't, I don't, uh, what was my prediction earlier when this shit started? I don't think, I don't see it lasting past this summer. Um, I think it causes too much. The way I see it is it does too much um, what's the, indirect damage to other countries and other countries' economy that they can't – fuck him being able to sustain uh, Ukraine. We Certain, other, certain economies ain't going to be able to sustain the up and down coming from Russia's bullshit. So I really feel like Biden is just going to say fuck it and hit him with the SEAL Team 6 like they did Osama. Just go run up in his shit, put one in his ass, and, and keep it pushing. I think they're going to be better hitting this nigga from a block away. Think so? You're going to have to radicalize somebody in Russia and hit this nigga on one of these fucking rallies. Like, Bro, it's going think... to have to, he's going to have to get murdered out in the open. Like, it can't be some, oh, wow, is he dead? Was it like, you can't do what they did with Osama bin Laden. We still haven't seen this nigga's body. Like, oh, you're not being able to see his body. Okay, I get you. I, I, I feel you on that. Like, I think, but no, I do think they, no, that's what I'm saying. I think they murk his shit and then they come back and, uh, what was up? What fucking what was that that they was doing dude's body like a pinata they was fucking with it on Kadabi. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, bro, like beat the shit out of this. Thing. I think, oh I think they do that same shit, bro. Like I really think they do that same shit. And miss a I was like, yeah, I said, bro, dude, why they do it like that? I'm so yeah. baffled. Like, Jesus Christ. They are beating this nigga with fists. 
And then I said, goodness gracious, that hand is your ass. <laughs> Niggas is just running up and punching up the mouth. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's why I said, I'm like, damn, was it that deep? It, it, it was super deep. But yeah, I really feel like that's what happens, bro. I feel like just, he, he's doing too much to everybody else's shit. Right? He's fucking up everybody else's shit. Or he, he's causing too much unrest. Like, okay. I just got to put this out there. Because it's irritating. But it has to be said. Mm. I'm at a point now where I understand I've never really been Democrat or Republican. I'm neither. I'm beginning to understand or really starting to settle in and sink in. Neither side is on our side. Right. You got to sit back and think, bro. Like, there's no way Mitch McConnell holds that seat for that fucking long without certain people on his side, bro. You just can't. Democrat. Democrat and Republican alike. You just can't. You think that when it comes down to it, do you, I'm like, do you know how much a senator or, or house representative or a, a state representative makes on a yearly basis? Like, they have, they somewhere around, like, uh, some of them with their they regular salary from the Senate is, like, uh, they're around, like, I want to say 170000 180000 a year. Certain mm-hmm. cats, depending upon how long you've been there. And then you got all your other sponsors and shit that, you know what I'm saying, that feed, that funnel you money for uh, pushing their agendas and helping out with their agendas. All right, cool. You really think that the right motherfucking representative is going to turn down half a million dollars or a quarter million dollars for from certain corporations to vote this way so they don't fuck up their shit, to vote one way, uh, even against that politician's will? You think they won't vote? I'm going to tell you right the fuck now. I don't care how noble and generous I think. If I'm only getting $180,000 this year, and Coca-Cola say, hey, I know they're going to try to push back this mandate to say you can't use high fructose corn syrup in your shit, but we'll give you this smooth uh, half a million. <laughs> million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you this smooth million dollars. I know you're about to vote yes, but we'll give you a smooth half a million to say no. Sold, motherfucker. So- I'm sold. Sold. You you got a friend in me. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Good looking out. What else you want me to vote for? Because I'm doing it. You mean to tell me they not about to do that? Stop playing, brother. So the radicalism of the of the radicalism of Republicans is what puts most of the country at unrest. Yeah. It's not, and they, but they but I'm starting to see they'll make it seem as if no, the unrest is coming from the Democrats fucking with the natural fibers of the American motherfucking uh, of the American ideal of what Americans are. Uh, which well, we we'll call it what it is. This shit was built on slavery. All right, right. Yeah, okay. So just say that. Just say, hey, we wanted to go back to the good old fashioned days where you could, you know, you could whip a nigga to, you could right. whip a nigga to for not doing your shit, like, or just whip a nigga for the sake of whipping the nigga. Like, let's go back to that. Like, how about we just skip the bullshit, bro? Like, I, I don't understand why we just don't, you know, what I'm saying like it's easier that way if you ask me. That's just my my humble fucking opinion, bro. Like, I really feel like the Republicans are gonna drive. The 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 Republicans right now, as far as the voice of America, have a louder one because yeah, yeah. I think Democrats are sick of arguing with them. We don't we know Democrats no longer want to argue with them. They just say fuck it. We're just gonna try to go about our shit peacefully. But the Republicans' loud radical patriotism is what's gonna drive super brash, dumbass decisions from the government and make us get implemented in shit that we don't really fucking need to be implemented. And this is why I say he's going to end up just saying, fuck it. We're going to have to rush this nigga. Push for favor. If, I don't know if Biden wants a second term or not, but if you want to be favorable to the fucking Republicans, you got to, to a Republican, you got to shoot some shit. 
I think what Democrat, I think with what Republicans have done is they co-opted loving the Lord. They've co-opted like, yeah. the status quo being normal. Like mm-hmm. they've co-opted patriotism. Oh yeah. And I think too because with Democrats or at least liberals, like yeah, I have a weird you know relationship with America. I love Ohio. I love Oregon. But when these motherfuckers are like, oh, I love America, I don't give two shits about it. I don't give two shits. Yeah, I'm sorry. Alabama, I'm... I, you know, I got, I got <laughs> I family there. Like, I, I can do it out in West Virginia. I can do it out there. The bro, both them shits. Like, <laughs> seriously, bro. And I, I don't know why. I think Mr. Mrs. the word Mississippi makes me cringe. If I didn't have family from there, if I'm I didn't. sorry, bro. I can't. You know, it, I get it. I, I have a lot of issues with the state of Mississippi. My dad's from there, my cousin's from there. I love the time that I had Mississippi, but bro, I get it. I get it. Like some about Idaho don't sit too great with me. Don't, don't sit too well with me either. I feel mm. like that's the secret KKK lair. Yeah, Idaho and Wyoming, just in Montana. Like hey. there's something about them spots. Like yeah, you know what? I know y'all the, been here for a while. lot of mountain time zone is just really wonky. Yeah, like, <laughs> super sketch. Super scared. So like, I, 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 I get it, but like, like I said, I'll defend Ohio to the death of me. But if motherfuckers invade, fucking, you know, they come through and like, oh shit, the Canadians are trying to take North Dakota. Let them. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what's what's the confusion, bro? <laughs> It's just weird, man. It's certain like places. Canada I feel took like Michigan. Did they grab Detroit? Yeah. All right. The fact that <laughs> Detroit is is more north than Toronto is still fun. Toronto. I'll say just a segue. I was a uh, what the f- Drake has done wonders for being an ambassador to Toronto. He's one of those niggas to where it's like you can tell, like when motherfuckers talk about their city and they love it, like, like Master P in New Orleans and Eminem in Detroit, yeah, and Common in Chicago, like uh, the Bay Area, specifically Oakland or even Vallejo, like yeah, Oakland and Too Short, Oakland. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yep, yep. Drake has done a great job making Toronto feel as big as it is. Because as kids growing up, like you knew the Maple Leafs played there, you knew the Blue Jays played there, and you nah, knew the Raptors I, played there. I gotta say, the uh, but Vince the Raptors Carter was all I gave really a shit about. Like the Raptors really made it like, oh shit, okay, there's a team in Toronto. But you didn't really know much about Toronto. Like I didn't know they had a fucking Space Needle like Seattle, but like. <laughs> Drake has done a great job for making Toronto look like feel like it's uh, it, it feel like an international city because Bro, it is. I, I don't know about international shit. Toronto to me is Americanized as shit. Toronto's like an American city, bro. Like to- Toronto's they just, very much like North Jamaica. Yeah, I can say Toronto's like an American city. They just have Canadian roots. Like Toronto is yeah. legit. Uh, um, if you really, if, when you really think about it, because I don't know, I mean, I know people that stay in Toronto. Or they still stay there, or they stay in contact with it, whatever. Like Toronto's definitely like a um, a more elaborate. Imagine putting like half of LA in a colder setting, and there you go. You got you. You got Toronto. 
That makes sense because Toronto doesn't feel like Buffalo, and if it dance, it doesn't nah, feel as sad as Detroit. Like nope. the cities surrounding Toronto the cities, are sad. The cities are sad as shit, but Toronto is just so fucking lit, and everything up there is just so damn dope, bro. And they got it's like up. they got, they, like I said, they got decent culture. It's diverse as shit, mm-hmm. um, like super diverse. That's the that's the one thing that surprised the fuck out of me. I didn't know it was as diverse as it was because you got a little bit of everything in Toronto, and like and but like big pockets of it. It's just not like. It's not like you got like um, Somalis or uh, Mexican, Puerto Rican sprinkle here. There, no, like it's pockets of everything in Toronto, yeah. especially like East African shit. It was surprising yep. as shit to me. Um, but I said, "Damn, Toronto's." I said, "You could call Toronto like fucking baby New York or something, bro." Like this, it's kind of crazy up there, bro. Like I don't know if you can consider that the, the Canada we think about when we think of Canada. Like I think they said that seventy percent of Canada. Stays, uh, most of like most of Canada stays lower, stays more, stays more south mm-hmm. than uh the northernmost part of America. Yeah, I never would have guessed that shit. Never because really, really. you have you have Montreal, you have Ottawa, you have Toronto, uh-huh. and you have Vancouver. But bro, Vancouver, yeah, Van- those are so okay. From what I've heard. And just from, you know, like watching documentaries and stuff like that, Toronto and Montreal very much feel like East Coast cities in the sense yeah. where it's very much international. You have a lot of French people in Montreal or French, uh-huh. like the Quebec, Quebecois. And in yep. Vancouver is its own thing because it's in the Pacific Northwest, it's in the Cascades. Vancouver is very much akin to Portland and Seattle. But Which makes Ottawa, sense. Makes purpose. yeah, Ottawa feels like a Wisconsin. It feels okay. like a Milwaukee. Like, okay, this is a Midwest city, like a Great Lakes city. That makes sense. And I, I think when you you talk about like different cities and their cultures and everything else, like it, you can kind of tell. Like you can kind of, especially when you meet people and stuff from there. So it's like even being in Dallas, for like the way people walk here is different. Yeah, it's very much. You definitely know you're in Texas. The way they carry themselves, the way they hold conversations, where they stand, and everything else, like their voice inflection, is very much a Texas thing. Like, and I think being in Columbus, where we really are, we are definitely Midwest. Oh, for sure. And there's not much of a. There's something about us you can't really pinpoint. Yeah, I think I see what you mean. It's like, like this is it's, it's a, a good mix of a lot of dope shit, but still a good mix of a whole bunch of fuck shit too. Yeah. Like so that's why it's hard to like give it a, a true like identity or feel. It's I, I tell everybody like, man, if you like a little bit of everything, the Midwest got what you want. You like a little bit of excitement, you like a little bit of crazy, you like a little bit of boring, you like a little bit of dope, you like a little bit of spont- spontaneity. Any, anywhere in the Midwest to do. Cause I know it's not Ohio that still has crazy weather. I know the weather in Chicago gets nuts. Um, the weather in Indiana gets sometimes is sporadic. Uh, Kentucky, fuck that. Um, like I wouldn't consider Kentucky the Midwest. Not Kentucky, but uh, I'm not Kentucky. I said I mean I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, fuck that. It's but, just staying in Pennsylvania is just it's a weird feel. I think I would consider Pittsburgh a Midwest city. Super Midwest, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. What? Super like, Midwest. Yeah. Like P- Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh might be more Midwest than Columbus. 
that makes sense. Yeah, like, like legit. Super Midwest. Pittsburgh because, Midwest, like a motherfucker. Because yeah, I think, too, like, the Midwest is the rest, though. Yeah. You have a lot of German and Austrian immigrants, mm-hmm. mostly German. You have Polish, too, which is a lot of Chicago. You have yep. a lot of... A lot of... Uh, you got a lot more Italian than a lot of people know, too. True, yeah, but I don't Italian think... Italian just on the East Coast. But when you think of a time, like, and you really don't think you think, I guess, Cleveland, but not yeah, so much Columbus. Yeah, but not so much Columbus, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Because if you compare German Village to, to mm. Italian Village, mm-hmm. not, the, not the same. Not at all. The, the streets aren't even named Italian in Italian Village. Ain't nothing oh. Italian about Hubbard. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name? Michael Hubbard. You're Italian? Um, no. No. I, I think there's there's I, I think too being out in, in the mid, uh West Coast, especially in Seattle and everything, and, and Portland is like very much Asian inspired. Like Yeah, I, 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 I can see China why though. I can but definitely yeah, I mean, see why those right, yeah, I can definitely I, that, you know, so that's something like geographically made a lot of sense to me when I was like watching because when people think about Bruce Lee, they think about Hong Kong and all. I'm like, nah, Bruce was a San Francisco boy, brother. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Uh, you go through San Francisco, you can't go nowhere in San Francisco damn near without seeing something about Bruce Lee. He was San Francisco's son. They're like, they love that boy here. But it makes, like I said, it makes sense. It's just right there, man. A lot of people said these flat earthers, you know, regions tell on you. And people know ge- <laughs> geography and shit. That shit tells on you, bro. You can't sit here and say, the fucking earth is flat when it's quicker for me to get to them. I can get to China quicker than I can get to Africa. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell me the earth is flat, bro. I'll I, turn that back. I can get to China damn near. I can get to China quicker than I can get to South America. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's real. It's crazy, but... I, yeah, I, I think, too, it's like with the the, the immigration... Yeah. And I was speaking about immigration. Fucking Joe Biden is like, hey, we're going to dedicate all this money to helping Ukrainians. We're going to help Ukrainians get upset in America. And I'm like, y'all niggas better keep that same energy when it comes to Central Americans, when it comes to bro. Mexicans, when it comes to fucking Haitians and Dominicans. All I don't want to see nobody fucking getting turned back. Because, no. like, bro, that's super fucked up. If you're going, that's hey, we're going to let bro. these people in, but not y'all niggas. Especially for, I'm like, you would you would think they have a bit more empathy for that shit. I mean, we got a neighboring territory, bro, in Puerto Rico. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. think. I'm like, you don't think you so you can't help out these motherfuckers in Cuba, in Cuba trying to get here and get and get right. Or are you looking at them folks in Haiti like they some damn like they about to come through and, and plague the whole goddamn? And let's stop acting like that. That's what bugs me the most about this whole, like I said, the the, the Republican agenda type shit. When you really study their agenda and you see the moves that they make, like stand behavior is dangerous as fuck. Standing anything or anybody is one of the most dangerous things anybody can fucking do. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, y'all literally stand all of y'all. It wasn't it wasn't just Trump. I said, you gotta remember, he did they did this shit with George Bush. Mm-hmm. They did this shit with Nixon. They did this shit with Reagan. 
Like they did this shit. They did this shit with, with Bush Senior. Like they radicalized the shit. That, like they really stand they motherfucking presidential candidates. Like I'm talking about, bro. When you go as far as getting merch, like something's wrong, bro. bro like you're buying merch, <laughs> bro. If I see one more fucking Trump flag bumper, she's like, nigga, what the? Is this nigga kiss? Like the no, shit, I'm like, actually Trump sick of seeing. At this point, I go. I'm I'm used to the Trump shit. I don't want to see another fucking Let's Go Brandon or I bro, did that sticker. Like that that's is, the get. This is the latest is shit, really bro. Gay. Like, like if dead you're ass, buying bro. shit to like dick ride, that, that, you're not thank even you. The nigga shit who you're dick riding, that's that's really gay. That's 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 thank you, thank you. That's what I said. I'm like, bro, now y'all taking it too far. It's going as far like the, 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 now. This is really to a point where it's I don't cult. give a fuck. Thank you. I'm like, I don't care about this whole freedom of speech shit. Like, I think y'all need to y'all need to tighten up because I know the entire amendment says like it's freedom of speech. Unless, like, what you're saying is causing disruption, disturbance. Yeah, like, you can't like be, fire. You should yeah. say, like, that type shit, right? I'm to a point where I'm like, maybe I need to revise that and go in and, 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 and be specific about what people can and can't say. Because this is getting out of hand, bro. Like, straight up. Like, this is, this is really fucking with a whole bunch of shit. And it's starting to get crazy. I honestly feel like parties need to be done away with. I've been starting this. I've been saying that for the last four or five years. I think the political party is what's killing the whole... I nah. think that's actually was killing the fabric and shit, bro. I think we need you do away with. I think we need more viable ones because, and I, because I think like, bro, there's nothing. There's nothing on. There's very few things on the, the the <sighs> Republican conservative like dogma that I I jive with on a personal level because I understand the inclusivity, mm-hmm. and and I bring it back to when I moved to Portland. It was like, oh, there's no black people there. Well, I'm not moving there for the niggas, but there's right. a large swath of white people ready to put foot to ass for my social justice. That's right. dope to me. Like that is dope as fuck to me. Like mm-hmm. being in a progressive air in a progressive area. Like there's I can't see myself having conservative ideas. Like I understand the their ire when it comes to like, oh well, it's gonna be um, you can't, everybody's offended. Like, nah, nigga. Like, you were offended when black kids started to go to school with white kids. Like that. That and see, that's what's casually forgotten, bro. Like, y'all, I think they Um, I think a lot of frustration from the Republicans is coming from the fact that a lot of people are starting to wake up and see that y'all do a lot of shit with with racial emphasis or uh, motivation behind it, but y'all yeah. try y'all's best to muddle it or disguise it. And make it seem like somebody else is fucked up for pointing it out. They Yeah, I'm like, bro, you got to stop doing that. People, now we're we're not stupid anymore. We see the bullshit now. You see what I'm saying? So, like, for somebody to sit back and say, uh, in a roundabout way, Republicans would say, I didn't vote for Barack Obama because I didn't like his politics. I'm saying, well, why were you like, what did you like about his politics? Obamacare. I said, so you had a problem with him trying to get people health care for love? I didn't want it coming out of my tax dollars. Okay, well, did you that, know that's you were fair. Still- so do you want people to die? Like, because here's the thing, and I, I'm not sorry, I mean to cut you, but like, no, the you same go. people saying that shit are the same ones saying that they believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Boy, yeah. the fuck you don't. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's saying like, bro, so one minute, I'm like, y'all don't understand how y'all contradict yourselves. I'm like, all right, so okay, cool. All right, we get that. Um, but you, you're for abortion. Uh, uh, I mean, but you're, uh, so you're, you're uh, but you're against abortion. Yeah, I said, so what if somebody can't have a baby because they don't have insurance. They can't pay for it. 
They're going to have to get the baby. Boy, oh, no, nah, there's other way. Well, Obamacare will help that. It's not and then you see them get a little tight-lipped and shit. You see them saying, like, little shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, y'all, I'm like, y'all don't understand. Sometimes y'all's politics and y'all's agendas overlap each other and contradict the fuck out of each other. Oh. So just say what you want to say. Just say we're doing everything we can to keep minorities at a certain level and and not really let them elevate any higher. Okay, say that, bro. We'll, 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 we'll be okay with that. Like, yeah, just say it, that's what you're saying anyway. So it's like, yeah, thank you. Bro, there comes a point where cognitive dissonance turns into straight-out hypocrisy. You think that's where that's where I was going. Like now you're being blatant fucking hypocrites and getting pissed off in the process because we're one pointing out your hypocrisy, not feeding it to your hypocrisy. And at the same fucking time, bro, like uh finding new ways to get around that shit. And y'all don't like I think that's what's really what it is. Y'all don't like it. How can you get mad at a man for giving somebody a right to legally marry each other? What the bro, fuck did that have to do dumb, with it? It was just like, so dumb. I said that. Was like, I, I had to marriage between is a, between a man and a woman, bro. It's all bullshit. Like, there's no sanctity when you're having ninety day fiance. It's yeah, like, bro. Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, marriage is. Technical. I mean, well, yes, what the Bible says, but you don't abide by the Bible to the no, thing, so you, no. Keep you can't the same pick energy. it. A, do not mix fabrics. If I see you, you niggas wearing homage shirts, you can't pick it apart. <laughs> None of y'all got goats that y'all going to sacrifice every fifth fifth Sunday of of the given month. That the fifth Sunday falls on. None of y'all go build an altar and sacrifice y'all shit like the Bible tells y'all y'all supposed to. As a matter of fact, y'all go to church and pay tithes through money, and it clearly says in the Bible you're not supposed to do that. So we're gonna stop picking and choosing what we what we want to talk about and look at in the Bible, or we just gonna keep it G and start, you know what I'm saying? But you can't tell a Republican that because they'll say you're being a Democrat or you're you're uh you're a leftist. No, I don't like Democrats either. Because Democrats is pussies, if you ask me. Yeah, they're scared to stand up to you, motherfucker. I think because they get into you get in a situation where it's like the impression Olympics, mm-hmm. and it's like, and I understand it, and then I think that's where a lot of people get caught up, because no one's going to be consistent. And for me, nope. it's like when we go back to the situation with this John that I was dealing with, I told us like, there's going to be times like, like there's actually a few girls that I'm cool with that will get mad at me over one thing that I say. But then, like, totally skip over the shit that I say, praising someplace else. Like, I'm not perfect. If you're looking, I think with with the social mediafication of society is you have people, like, everyone you follow on Instagram, everyone your friends on Facebook, everyone you follow on Twitter, you are, you, you, like, you choose to. And they say Mm -hmm. things that you like and want to hear. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say what I'm thinking. Now, you may agree with it. You may not. And I think people kind of get, and I'm not saying I'm fucking sage, but like, and I'm not in the sense of like, I'm going to Joe Rogan it where I'm just going to interview two people with opposing ideas. Like, hey, man, just let them talk it out. No, there's no no reason for me to talk to fucking David Duke or fucking Gavin McInnes. Why the fuck do I want to talk to a proud boy? Why? Mm. What are we, what what are we learning? Exactly. And I think we, and, and I think we, we talked about this earlier this week, where it's, um, excuse me, the Jubilee interview, where you had trans men and conservative men, and I think what I missed was that they wanted to be men, and we equate men with <coughs> maleness, mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the big difference. Like, they're not trying to say that they're males. They're saying that they're men, which is, a, is if you really think of those two words, it's a, it's a different thing. Like, yes, you still have a vagina. Yes, if you go to have sex with a girl, you're going to have to reach for the strap like you're getting shot at. But, like, you're not saying that you're a male. You're saying that you're a man. You're that you're a man. Now, with that, cool. I'm all for saying if you feel like you're a man, do it. If you if you feel like you need to present yourself as a man, all right, bet. And for a lot of what these the, these trans men were talking about is that they became they chose to be to live their life presenting as men, and the crux of it was they felt they didn't feel seen, or heard, or appreciated, or respected as as when they're presented as women, even butch lesbian. And so it was a way for that. Some of them have been sexually assaulted, so. They were they were like, I'm going to present as the one thing that I feel can't make me a victim. Now, right. there's a whole different set of victimhood because you can still get shot on these streets. Um, but I think one of the things that we fear with our like we're fathers. We have we, we have we are fathers of a daughter, and we are fathers mm-hmm. of sons. The worst case scenario for our sons is that they get robbed and or murdered. Right. And robbed and then murdered. Our daughter, there's another level of victimization that can come before that. Like, getting murdered sucks. Getting sexually assaulted, then murdered, I'm willing to bet sex sex way more. So it's like, all right, y'all niggas are now niggas, and you now may get accosted by the cops and beat up, and you still may get shot, but you don't, you run less of a risk of getting sexually assaulted. Because most niggas ain't going to shoot you and then strip you ass naked. Yeah, that'd be really weird. <laughs> like, nigga, like, hey, man, what are you doing? This is just the like robbery. You, the only <laughs> time that happens is when you did something to clearly violate whatever fucking code that they right. pissed off that you violated, brother. You did something. Right. And, nigga, and, if a nigga wants to strip you naked after he robs you, brother, he hates you. Yeah, <laughs> you had that coming. Like, like that wasn't <laughs> random. That but wasn't I, at all. But that has helped me understood why because i've always been like why would you want to be a man if you're not like nigga do you know what the fuck goes on with that and we talk about like a lot of it is mimicry like but it, i think you. it is mimicry to as self-preservation because a lot of them you can come to hear the desperation of voices like like yo like i was tired of people talking down to me disrespecting me and, and putting their hands on me and everything else but when i started presenting as a man i got more respect i i i felt less threatened that makes sense. Now, for you know, on the inverse, like for a man to transition to present not as a female but as a woman, you're adding that to me is a little bit different because you're now putting yourself in that second type of victimization because you now can be sexually assaulted and then robbed and murdered. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. Kate has a way more dangerous life now than even she did when she. <laughs> but the trade-off before. is still, it's still it kind of still balances though. When you think about the, um, what was it, what was the word I'm looking for? Like when you think about how, uh, I don't want to say the uh, motherfucking double standards. When you think about standards in general, when it comes to when it comes to that shit, so. Oh yeah, all right. So a girl's life is more inherently dangerous for being a girl. She's weaker than her. She's weaker than unless she's a big girl. Not, then I think she's a, 
But you still gonna be weaker than somebody a, a nigga attacking a big girl still shit. You still don't stand too much of a chance, you feel me? But you know what I'm saying? On the flip side, like you can go date a millionaire just off the chef you find as hell and without doing shit, without doing a damn thing. Even right. if you're a less attractive chick, it's still more inhaling. Whenever you get up and you feel like you wanna get some or you horny as hell, there's somebody out there that's willing to break you off properly just because <laughs> that, that yeah. it is what it is, bro. Like the you highs are a lot higher. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, I can't say it's not so bad for them, but it's like the trade off is cool. Meanwhile, as many yeah, we deal with a lot more inherent danger. Mm-hmm. But shit, we, we, we got it pretty lax when it comes to certain shit, bro. Yeah. Like, this pretty one, lax. One of the dudes was talking about, like, yeah, like I lived in Chicago for two years, a pretty dangerous neighborhood. I'm six feet, 210. I'm walking down the street, nothing. I'm good. Like, uh, there's this BuzzFeed, I think it's either BuzzFeed or Colin Schumer. One of them, mm-hmm. and they talk about the difference between like girl safety and guys. And like the guys, like yeah, sometimes I just leave my phone in the car and just go for a walk in the mountains. Don't tell no one where I go. And the girls are like, I literally am on the phone all the time. Anytime I go anywhere by myself. And as I get older, and it's just like, and not even just having daughters, just like yeah, but like if, especially if you're attractive, there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there. There's a lot. And you and I think with for to get back like if they're presenting as a man, it that that fear of being violated that way is not something that we inherently have unless we go to prison. No. They're like, there's not just a gang of niggas out here just taking butt. Mm-hmm. Like that would be wild. Like that would be wild, wild. Like a gang of niggas just taking butt. Like that—that's their game. I mean, well, it is a gay gang in a short north. Yeah, but they're not—they're not—they're not doing. They're not just going out there like, yeah, I see that nigga wearing them jeans, and then they just get them. Like, nigga, you're going to get robbed. Like, they're going to make you run them pockets before they make you run them cheeks. Like, <laughs> and maybe oh, on yeah. the table, but I Mate. doubt it. Takes too long. Oh no, you—you you coming off off up? Yeah. Mm-mm. That new, it's 2022. That new shit now. That would be, I'd be like, I would, I don't know how I would react to that. I'd probably take off running. Like a bunch of sassy savages. It's just like, it also, too, like, that might be the one if, time I actually call the police. Yeah, you got to lose, Like, nigga, I'm not trying to get canceled. I still got to work out here. Like, <laughs> you, I, like, and I think, too, it's like, People like there's no bodies, <laughs> like there's no dudes just stealing dick. Like this is not a thing. Like you don't have a gang of bottoms. Like give them a Viagra, wait an hour, and tie them down. Like there's not a thing that fucking happens. <laughs> like that would be a weird skit though. But like I I understand the inherent fear that women have. But it's also just like, bro, where do you keep like running into these same dudes that? Like, if you had, if it's a lot of situations which I don't know, man. Like, I understand, like, they have to protect themselves, and I get it. Yeah. And you don't really know if the guy that you're cool with is going to turn into that. So, a mm-hmm. lot of it is just overcorrection. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I can, I can understand the, the, the confusion in the, like, well, this guy was really nice. Is he gaslighting? Like, is he is he going to switch up? And I think it's 
with da- like to bring it back to dating, like I think it'd be easier to date someone you've known for like a while, just so they feel fucking safe. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. Like I'm, hey, like, I think dating is still at this point just a crapshoot. Like you could be around somebody. It's normally around the people. It's normally the people that you're around for like the lengthiest. Mm-hmm. When you decide to do certain shit a certain way, shit collapses, bro. Like dude, you kind of see a different side. You kind of see how, um, you see what comfortability does and doesn't do to people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it brings out the best in where it bring it brings out the best of them in some some cases, but a lot of cases it really brings out the worst. Of them. When people get comfortable, they get lack, and they show little little pieces of themselves that they they do good at concealing because you're. You know when you it's like first date jitters. You're doing everything you can not to fuck up and look like a look like a fucking herd. You see what I'm saying? But once you get comfortable, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, who knows, brother? You might take your socks off in the you know what I mean when you're about to get the, uh, on the beach type shit. Uh, you know I mean like yeah, that type shit. Yeah. Do are they gonna like it? You never know. They might. They might not. They might think so weird with your pinky toe. Who knows? You never know these days. But at the end of the day, like I said, that's what comfortability normally does to people involuntarily. Like you, you don't even know it, but subconsciously, you know, you just expose a certain city or something that you've been hiding for so long. So sometimes that's a real dangerous float, whereas you could meet somebody and they just be a a decent individual. I think it all comes down to people being like start judges and in, in, in what's in front of them, like you got to be able to recognize, okay, some, sometimes somebody's really not a fucked up person. They're just having a human reaction to a fucked up time in life. But do you want to stick around and try to help them out with it? That's an honest question you can ask yourself. But you can't just write off everybody as a fucked up individual because you'd have been a fucked up individual point in time in your life. Yeah, I think, you know, I saw I watched this movie, Marry Me, with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. And I get it. It wasn't a bad movie, kind of hokey, but I I get it. I get the premise. Like, I think that's not a bad... I know we're talking about 90 Day Fiance and everything else. I think it's... If find someone who you can vibe with and then yeah. immediately start having the hard questions. And yeah. I think so much of us are afraid of having those hard questions was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta get them out of the way early because you're not gonna, that way you know you're not wasting fucking time. Like, if you, like, they, they met and got married and then it was a thing and then they, like, figured it out. Because I think if you're looking for perfect and for everything to be absolutely, I think you're gonna fail. And I think now I, with social media and dating apps, it's like, well, this person is at 100 or 90% of everything I want. Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, I was man. listening to him. Gary V's dope. He was like, I want to make sure I'm at least putting in 51% of the effort more than like, and they're at least, and they're putting in 49. Like, I'll put up everything else because he's like, I want to know that I'm putting my best foot forward. If I can know that I'm doing, I think, and I think it comes back to just like leading with love. Like, look, I'm going to do the best I can. And if it ends up being a jux, I know I can rest easy putting the best I can. It sucks having to start over, but you read the sooner you start over, the like the better. And I think what we were talking about uh, with the gas up is like, I'm, if I feel like I like the vibe and everything's cool, I'm going to be really sappy just to see where their head's at. Oh, yeah. But that, that's well, my shit. I don't know. See, for the most part, it's like, uh, it's kind of difficult. Um, 
I was gonna say, and it's kind of difficult to go about certain shit a certain way now because I don't know. I think I don't think people are looking at it um, from like a I don't want to say not like a not a non-committal standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it's it, you like you want commitment, but it's like people want certain shit their way. Yeah, I don't think no one wants to I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if everybody has a problem with. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if everybody has a problem with that. Okay, people want perfection, whereas most people want practical. Mm-hmm. But I think because of social media and a lot of uh, a lot of other stimuli, practical is so fucking rare, bro. Like nothing's practical anymore. Nothing makes sense. Like you got to think. I think I, now that I sit back and talk, and now that I sit back and, and and think about it, I think it's stupid as shit to take relationship advice from fucking celebrities. Oh yeah, or from from rich people in general, they're not telling you through a broke motherfucker lens. They tell you it's easy for Steve Harvey to sit back and say, "Hell yeah, I pay for anything in a relationship." Shit, I'm crazy. Like yeah, it's easy for him to say yeah, that. Steve, How much you won? Have to. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you're not like, you're not fucking Channing Tatum, my nigga. Like you're, thank you, bro. Like you have to like. You, you really think your wife really got sick. with you because you was attractive? Have you seen Steve Harvey's fucking wife? Yeah, she's dope. Like she's a fox. Yeah, and like nigga, she's younger than you. Like she's really, you she's literally my favorite milk. Had abs ever. She's my favorite like milk of all of them. All celebrity milk is Marjorie Harvey is smoking. She she killing everybody. But Steve, like you're you're worth like what seven eight uh, seven eight figures at this point in your life at least. Chris, Chris Rock is like you better let some of this security make you to be single. You see what I'm saying? Like what do you so what do you mean? A man, every man can't afford to pay for every single fucking thing in a relationship, bro. Some some men have to. Some men have only achieved and accumulated so much in life. You know what I mean? Like, what they get is what they get. What they doing is what they doing. Like, it is what it is, bro. Like, everybody's and, not. You know what I mean? Like, you got to stop. Y'all got to yeah. stop believing. Like, you got to stop letting cap- capitalism dictate your love life. Like, exactly. Franklin like, said that shit. Like, a man shouldn't date unless he has twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. Nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck about? are you talking about? You are like, what does that have to Like, stop it. It's like, no. Like, no. I'm not trying to see if I can find love just in a, a basic human need and emotion if I don't have money for it. Nigga, do you know what that fucking creates? Like, like incels, school shoes. Relationships have been monetized so much. It's no That's longer a fucking part. relationship. It's, a, it's, no, a, it's, it's like a business, a business transaction. Every Even a casual relationship at this point it's a business transaction. It ain't got shit to do with how, how much you love and care about somebody. It's nice. what the fuck can you or can you not do? Well, goddamn, are you okay? We, you, I feel like you got to be at a fucked up spot in life if you're worried about what the fuck I can do for you and you're not worried about what you can do for your damn self. If you I got to ask me, well, what can you do for me? You're obviously not doing enough for yourself. So maybe you shouldn't worry about being in a relationship with nobody, bro. Maybe you should just leave shit the fuck alone. I'm just... Cause it, bro, uh, yeah, that's just, it's weird to me. It is, it is very weird. And I, and I think it's very reductive in the sense where it's just like, so because this person doesn't make X amount, he's not, he's not worthy of love. He's not mm-hmm. worthy of like, okay, what do you do when all this money's gone? Like, what, what do you do when there's no money? Like, what do you do when, uh, like there's there's nothing like like in fucking 
Vladimir pushes pushes that button. I you know what? I don't know. Like honestly, it's not just the monetization of relationships. It's actually more so to the sexualization of relationship that made relationships so unattainable and so realistic. Like, well, decent relationships are so unattainable and so unrealistic. Like, no wonder shit's fucked up, and it might stay fucked up for quite some time. Yeah, I I don't. I I think it's gonna be because, bro, people like the likes. Mm -hmm. People that's really really like the likes. They really like, and I and like I said, I understand it. I may not agree with it all the time, but like the the validation that we saw digitally, you're not used, bro. You're not. We are not suited to have a million people know who the fuck we are. <clears throat> We're not suited for 500 people outside of, like, to know who we are and be able to interact with. Like, do you understand? Like, imagine be- having a, a, even 500,000 followers and getting engagement like, from most of those people. You That's see why. how we get, like, when we go through the comment section of any given thread. Now, imagine being a celebrity and it's the comment section on some shit that you didn't fucking post it. And like five, you got to read. You it's about five thousand motherfuckers ready to say some fuck shit at any given moment. Yeah, yeah. And nobody. You right? I like, said, yeah. Nobody's ready to deal with that shit. Nobody want to deal with that shit. What? Bro, that's a that, lot. It's 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 entirely too much for the mental. Like I don't even. I, I can understand why. Like certain, I've seen certain celebrities cut off comments. Like yeah. no one's able to comment on shit. And I'm like, well, I think that should be a standard for you, motherfucker. Certain people get out of hand. Like, I don't even think that... I really feel like news channels shouldn't be able to have the comments open on their shit. On they oh, that, I've gotten like, so banned on shit like that. I said, you know what? I don't even read the comment section no more. I be wanting to read the article so bad. Well, you know, you tap it too, or you tap it the wrong way. Comments is just going to jump right up in your fucking face. And it's always the non like that. They make sure the first two or three is some nonsense, too. They do do that. They will do a good job at that. Yeah. I, 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 and there's no really turning back. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, mm-hmm. like, the Pandora's box has been open. This is where we are in the society. This is what's going down. I, it, like I said, to get back to what we're talking about being 90s famous, unless you got fan mail and it was usually sent to your store, like, they're not just but like your show, like, they weren't, these niggas writing Paramount pictures, they weren't writing fucking you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like being a celebrity was so much easier because when you dealt with the fans, unless you had like a crazy ass fucking stalker, you dealt with them at your best moment, their best moment, a red carpet. You know, if you saw and like LA was such an enclave, you go to Calabasas or Hidden Hills and all these places, you couldn't go certain places unless you were famous. Like you weren't just gonna go like they had their duck off spots, like going to fucking one oak or live or all these other places, it's like you weren't going to run into him. Like, you you weren't. There's no way us living in Ohio was going to run into Stacey Dash. She weren't coming Hell. to Columbus. For what? <laughs> Come to Ohio State Fair? No. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I, yeah, just, bro. And I thought about this. Like, I was watching a movie, like, again, Marry Me, and where Jennifer Lopez just marries some random ass nigga. Bro, that could not be me. Mm-mm. Here's why. I know I'm going to get fucking docs. They're going to pull up this podcast. They're going to pull up my own Facebook shit, my Instagram, my Twitter. Like, oh, shit. This is going to be bad. 
Like, I thought I was I, like, bro, I, I couldn't because, and I think it's not, like, if it was just me, I wouldn't give a fuck. But I don't want that shit coming back on my kids. Because social media is forever. Like, no one knows who the kids of these serial killers are. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't tell you Ted Bundy's daughter is. Or, you know, John Wayne Gacy, like, kids. Like, nah. But, like, if I did some fuck shit today, like, that's just going to come back to Riley. It's going to come back to Trey. going to come back to Quinn. going to come back to Azzy. Like, bro, that's just, it's, and they're going to have to deal with it. Mm. So it's like, well, it depends on what the fuck shit was. True, but like, and then people ask you to excuse it because I think people feign being perfect and they don't know how to defend their imperfections. Because for me, it's like, like, oh, you said this, are you going to fight me? Because we're not going, like, we come from the generation of like, oh, okay, like, we, like, do something. You said this about, Women in 2015. Okay, it's 2015. What do you want to do about it? Well, I want you to apologize. No, nope. You suck my dick. <laughs> right? Like, hey, like I admit it's fucked up, but I'm not gonna apologize to you. Like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna probably gonna me? double down. If you try to make me apologize for some shit I said, I'm probably gonna double down on it. Especially if it's just an opinion on something that happens. If I said something where I was categorically wrong, okay, you know what? My apologies for being wrong, but like. This idea of being held accountable for shit that you've never really, you haven't done or said since. Like, change behavior is the best apology. Like, if I haven't said anything like that since then, then clearly I've grown from it. And it's not like something fucking heinous where I'd rape somebody. Like, I haven't raped nobody since 1983. Nigga, will you rape like 15 people in 1983? <laughs> like, I know it would have been, you know, hey, <laughs> 40 years, non rapes. <laughs> like, okay. Like, the whole Larry Hoover thing. I really hate to burst niggas' bubbles on this one, but like, he's not getting out of prison. Oh, bro, no. Nah, Larry's there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Larry is there. Sorry, you Jay know, Prince, the real Larry Hoover. Can do that. He's in that, but he's in there, buddy. Like, bro, he, he was in prison and was still for 20 years running the fucking GDs from prison. Like, bro, he's, 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 he's not getting out. He's with the suicide. Like, he's with the Boston Bomber. He's with the <laughs> worst of the worst. Yeah, not letting him out. And like, it's funny because listening to, uh, to Larry Hoover Jr. talking about, like, if I felt it, my dad, like, he hasn't caught a shot in over 20 years. Nigga, he hasn't been <laughs> able to call a shot in 20 years. Oh no, bro! He don't. It's a rap, bro. Like yeah, just that's something. That's something that shouldn't even be. Y'all need to just stop. You want to get Larry Hoover out to do what? Right. He's bro. He's been in a box. Like he's been in the worst prison. Like he's not gonna go get out and work at fucking Starbucks. Like what is he gonna do? He oh he can teach the youth not to not bro. That generation's past. These kids that that's shooting in Chicago, like they don't get like Larry ain't shit to them. Like, if you, but I think it's too it's like a lot of those drill rappers from ten years ago, nigga. A lot of them are locked up or or gone or like dead. FBG Duck dead. E Day dead. C Day fucking doing football numbers. Rondo number nine football Ooh. numbers. Like, 
fucking uh, Tuca, dead. Like, I think King Louis still alive, but he's been shot at a lot. This nigga's a fucking Look, pincushion. Uh, oh, yeah, bro. Like, Shit, straight man. up, dead. Dead. Fucking nuts. Oh, man. Y'all niggas, I don't understand. What the fuck? We never understood the allure of that shit. I, I will never understand the allure of that shit because when thugging was different in our era, bro, like the last thing you wanted to do was get shot, let alone shoot somebody, bro. Like you was doing everything you could not to get shot. And niggas was doing everything they could not to have to shoot somebody. Like you wasn't just, if you got shot, niggas be like, oh shit, hold on, they got that deep. What the fuck happened? Yeah. We thought everything was cool. We thought y'all was kosher. What the fuck did he did? Oh, he did what? Oh, so he did really do that shit to your baby. Oh, well, I guess he had that come. You know what I'm saying? That type shit, bro. It wasn't just, oh, nigga, he was ops on the set. What the yeah. fuck that got to do with anything? Oh, y'all niggas. Like, like, bro, TK's not getting out. Oh, no, TK's done. Niggas love saying free TK. Why? 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 That? He killed two Brother, people. And then made over a fucking with. song about Time it. To thank you. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Crazy thing is, that shit went platinum. Yeah. He ain't never got to sing it, perform it. <laughs> listen to it on the radio. Or nothing. All this nigga did is get some, so he probably got some shit on his commissary. All he did was went to the booth, laid that shit down, and, and got locked up. Ain't that a bitch? Running bro. your fucking mouth. Bro, and you did that shit in Texas, where you're black. Fucking idiot. They love fucking hanging niggas in Texas. What are you doing? Like Melly, wind up Melly. Like, bro, yeah, I remember. Bro, being in you got to be the goofiest motherfucker. Bro, that's never getting out. Never getting out. Stop and saying it because like, it ain't oh, happening. We need to free him. No, we don't. Nah, some niggas need to not be free. I said, bro, nigga, they was homies. Understand yeah. that word. They kicked it all damn day. Then he killed the nigga. What kind of shit is that? I said, you want to free that nigga? Shit. I said, you want to free that nigga? You really want that nigga out here on these streets? Like, he's not that talented. Thank you. Like, his songs weren't that popping. I said, bro, this shit is fucking crazy. I read the whole affidavit. Like, all four or five fucking pages of that shit. I said, man, please leave this little nigga in there. Please leave this motherfucker in there. Like, no, we don't don't need you out. We need you in. Because you don't even seem remorseful. And I think, bro, I think niggas no. do a lot of shit for bitches. Bro, they, they, they shot the nigga up and left and just left him there, bro. Jumped in the other car and just and, and took the fuck off. And, and went and kicked it after that, bro. Like, they really wasn't even fucked up after I said, oh, yeah, this nigga ain't never getting out. No. Like, at all. Like, in the least bit. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I posted something on fucking Instagram, bro. You know what I thought? We'll never get a Pop Smoke XXX song. Nope. That that sucks. I'd rather have a Pop Smoke XXX song than a Bobby Schmurter song. Because... Really? Yeah, here's why. Bobby's time has passed. I don't think so. Here's, well, here's, what, yeah. I say, here's what I say it's passed. The clout that niggas got from saying free Bobby in the... Res- like, and I get it. I respect it. You take time so your mans gets out early. Bobby was never that great of a rapper. Nah, it wasn't about. See, I knew he was not a rapper, head, bro. But, other than being a fucking weirdo, Six Nine had more popping songs than Bob. Bobby had one popping song. Bobby it wasn't Vince about, wasn't but see, it wasn't great. about Bobby being a good rapper. He was yeah. just a good song maker, bro. He could, he can get you hype, he can get you dancing, and his lyrics was catchy. But a great no. What he fucked up was he didn't get out. 
and get straight back on to and doing dope shit. He got out and he started acting weird. So yeah. now we kind of don't give a fuck what you do now. Like you had a chance, you could have made this shit work. Yeah, I I think it's put it like this. Bobby album, yeah, and I think what happened with rap changing when because Brooklyn became drill. You got Fabio Foreign. You got Polo G. I mean, he's from Chicago, but yeah. But like, you had Pop Smoke. Like, Pop Smoke took Bobby's wave. Lil TJ took Bobby's wave. And not that I don't respect Bobby. I think Bobby should have spent the time to get better at rapping. But it's one of those things to like, why did you start rapping? To, to get money and fuck bitches. To get legal money and fuck bitches. That's going to show up in your career. Like, niggas who do, like, when you do that shit and it's only for the trappings of the success other than actually what it takes to get to it, you're going to fall off. Like, that's why R.A. the Rugged Man still has a fucking career. He, that's why fucking Bubba Sparks still has a fucking career. That's why Vanilla Ice ain't doing shit. Like, yeah. with it, if it's an art form, you'll catch your wave and you'll fool people for a little bit. But if it's not authentic, it's going to fucking fall. Like being the most gangster nigga on the planet is cool, but all right, you, you everybody nigga, everybody's gangster. Like there's there's a million gangster niggas out there, and so you you can't and you have to do more than just tell us about the trappings of your gangstosity. Like I like Denzel Curry. I think Denzel Curry is a good artist. I think Denzel Curry actually has a, a, a love and a respect for hip hop and just music in general that the other people that came on his class don't. I think 21 Savage has, has a nice little wave. I still yeah. don't think he's gotten better at rapping. I think the mystique of Uzi. You know, that's, that's crazy. I think, I I think Uzi is more 90s favorite, 90s famous. I actually see the subtle improvement in, in um, twenty one. Uh, actually, he he has subtly improved. It, yeah. it's a, it, it's a, it wasn't like a big leap. It's not gonna make you be like, oh, all right, okay, twenty one. But he subtly got got a lot better at that shit. Nick, um, I think niggas found out he was British, and he's like, oh shit, I need to have niggas talk about some other than me being British because <laughs> the memes were fire. That shit was fire. And I think, too, 21, I think when you hang around niggas that have also been gangster but get better at the art that you're in, like T.I., I think mm-hmm. what T.I. has done and what he's transitioning into is being, like, the Snoop of the South. But I think Snoop's rapping is fucking falling off. I heard the song that he had with Ice Cube, Too Short, and E-40, and E-40 murdered the niggas. Like... Um. Two shorts still never rapping been a great rapper. Like, yeah, two shorts rapping is insane. And it's like no, no, I mean like Snoop is still rapping. It's like see, a lot of, I always respect Snoop because Snoop just stayed in his lane. He wasn't the best lyricist. But he was he definitely I don't think he was. I think he just he just has the smoothest flow yeah. of anybody that ever picked up a mic. And that's what really got him going, bro. Like his his flow just so damn smooth. He man. can freestyle his ass off. Yeah. So like, that's what that's what it's kind of fame. It ain't got to be a whole bunch of catchy punchlines, witty shit like that. Just keep that smooth ass flow. That's why he's still catchy or still somewhat relevant rap wise. But 
he really didn't make the, the he didn't do the great. Bro, I, 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 and I think Ice Cube's dated as well. Because what happens is when you're an OG and punchlines wasn't really your thing, you don't think in punchlines. Like, I, I kind of think of it akin to boxing. You're going to lose power at some point. But the technical ability to be a good boxer should never go away. Like, Lennox Lewis could still outpoint you. Like, Floyd Mayweather figured out, oh, I'm not going to knock a lot of niggas out. And I ain't finna sit there and get in a phone book with these niggas and possibly me get knocked out. Right. I'm just going to be the best technical boxer that ever fucking lace him up. At least in, in our time. I didn't see, we didn't see Muhammad Ali live. We were too young to see, um, uh, what's his, like, Tyson in his prime. And we didn't see Sugar Ray Leonard or Marvel. I saw Agar, to, nah, I don't happened. know. I saw tape. We watched a lot. We, we watched of, tape, uh, but I'm saying. I guess say we watched a lot. Just see it live. I get you. We, I guess that. But now I don't know, man, because I didn't get to see early. I got to see like early '90s, Mike, because they did watch. They watched hella fights as a crib. I know that. Gotcha. Like hella Mike Tyson. If Tyson was fighting, that pay per view was getting bought. I remember that shit. I definitely remember that. So, like, I, I I get you, bro. Like, we was only able to, like, our greats is, like, if you had the greatest that I got to see, see, for real, if, uh, fuck, uh, Roy Jones. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. So, I think it's just, like, like, KRS-One. Like, mm. KRS-One still has punches. KRS-One can still rap rap. Right. I think... We've seen with Wayne get better at the technical skill of rapping. I think we've seen like Eric B can rap, but not Eric mm. B. Eric Rakim can still rap, mm. and I think E Forty still has his delivery, which is to me still unorthodox with top tier. So it's like that very much. It's I don't want to say cookie cutter, but very much paint by numbers. Yeah. You know what words are gonna like. You know what syllables and sounds are gonna rhyme with. If they start some saying with with dish they're gonna rhyme something with ish and more ish around it but not in a way to where it's like clever it's very much nostalgic and because too they're different generations in a sense like ice cube is a different rap generation than snoop then and i then even e40 and even um too short like too short came through in the 80s Q got big in the 80s. Like, and I think, I don't want to say they lost it, but it's like, it's something that you don't have that. I don't know. I just didn't have that feeling. Mm. I I, good beat. I dig it. I get you. But I think, but I think it's just like, and maybe it's just with the producer, like, no, I need more. Like, I need more than what you're giving me. Like, this is really cool, but I, I need more. I don't know, but yeah, that's just kind of where, like where I just like I can't wait for Kendrick to drop. Mm. He's toying with my emotions at this point, and it's really starting to irritate. Because I, I, bro, there's just something about his music and the way he puts music I together that no took, one's fucking. His with. artistry is unmatched with his hip hop yeah. shit. I said, bro, if you know anything about music, to pimp a butterfly is a masterpiece because he literally took. Literally took all jazz and funk hits from the 70s 
through the fucking eighties and turned them into hip hop songs. I said, my fucking, I said, bro, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, what the fuck is the name of the song? Not, um, all right, we're gonna be all right. That's yeah. a, uh, that's an Isley Brothers song. Ooh. Nice. Um, I want to say, uh, I got a bone to pick. Uh, 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 what the fuck, bitch? Where were you? A King Coach, uh, bitch. Yeah, King Coach. That's a that's an Isley Brothers song. The whole song. I'm talking about the whole beat, bro. Like that. I'm. It's it's just a fucking masterpiece. And the crazy shit is, you can't tell me nothing about a man who won a fucking Pulitzer yeah. with an album. I don't want to hear it. You will never be able to talk shit to me about that man. Ever. I think Drake is easier to digest. Here's a, a, If you have to take Kendrick, Cole, and Drake, because at, for our generation, that's what they're doing. As far as sales and notoriety, as much as I love J.R. Ryder and Cassidy, like mm-hmm. they don't, they're not as big. I will put Jared Ryder up against anybody because I fuck weed. I love rap. I think he was the best rapper out of Dipset. I think Cam oh, yeah. had some funny lines. I think Cam picked great beats, but Jr. was the rap nigga. I think it goes Jr. and then Forty Cal and then Cam and then Jewels. Yeah, Jr. Ryder dropped that Jurassic Harlem, didn't? He? Uh, I don't know. No, that was Poster Boy. Never mind. Yeah. But it's like, I think. I think Drake is easily digestible. I think Drake is like fast food. I think Drake is like high tier fast food, like Chick Fil A, Popeye sandwich, very much for the masses. Like you don't really have to sit and think with it. And I think Drake is in the same vein of Travis Scott. They're gonna, but I think Drake is gonna give you stuff that's catchy. He's gonna play more to his actor side, like oh wow, this is funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think J Cole is like a really nice steakhouse. Like high level steakhouse, you want to sit, you want to listen to the album and collect uh-huh. the thoughts. Like, okay, this is what he means by that. Oh, that's really cool. He's telling a story. I think Kendrick is high, like French or Spanish restaurant, like authentic. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be like, okay, I, I, I'm gonna try this. There's something I'm not used to. It's very, it's very much. It's for somehow it sells, but it's high grade. Kendrick like a Michelin star. Yeah. Yes. Type restaurant type shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. The oh, Salt yeah. Bay Duck dude where they're selling steaks yeah. for a thousand dollars. Yep, yep. That's a high level, like okay, where they make everything, all their sauces in house. Right. Where all the ingredients are shipped fresh that day. Right. That's I'm talking about like yeah, like they they dry smoke their own wagyu. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They age that like where they can <laughs> like where they age it for age it. fucking six weeks. Yeah. Uh huh. Or up to uh yeah up to ninety days in their own bull. Yeah. In their own shit. Hell yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's definitely well, they know Kendrick. they know where they get their fucking sea salt. They only get sea salt from a sea salt person in fucking Morocco. Like this is Moroccan sea salt. Yes. Bro, I, and I think that's I'm like that's that. it. That's just kind of what it is. J. Cole's like a Ruth Chris. You know? Yep. Drake is very much more digestible. Like, Kendrick would never make a Too Sexy. For what? That song's pointless. 
Right, for Kendrick especially. Yeah. Um, I think Drake has to do shit like that, though. I think the moment Drake stops doing shit like, like Two Sexies and shit like um, TSU on that album, the moment mm-hmm. he stops doing that and, and, and just tries to actually rap, I think he exposes himself. I really do. I actually think if Drake puts out something that's all rap, he really exposes himself as far as him not being as great as them other people. So he has to do that other shit. 